0: Ye hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I am joined by my good friends once again, Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato, and also Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. Guys, how are we doing tonight?
1: Doing well, doing well, you know. Another great... Great day to do a podcast, um, you know, and just, you know, rocking this out and uh, another good episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get onto paper and, you know, right about that halfway mark. So, you know, definitely going to see stuff really start rolling.
2: Yeah, halfway mark of the season. Uh, a lot went on, but then also
0: not a lot went on. So it's uh, <laughs> going to be an interesting breakdown, I feel like. That's right, that's right. So we are here to review Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, episode number 6. Adapt right? or Die. That's right, Adapt or Die. Um, so overall, we have just loved this season. And, uh, you know, the main storyline of uh, of our heroes chasing down the Chronicoms who are attempting to eradicate S.H.I.E.L.D. from the past so that they can take Earth in the present, or the past, or the future, or somewhere— <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the point is, they're chasing the Chronicoms, okay? Uh, but either way, um, <laughs> you know, again, it's been a fun season. Yeah, it wasn't the best episode; it wasn't. No, but well. uh, yeah. it did—it did still have some good, some good elements. Um, it had so. a few
2: it had a few highlights that uh, I know we're going to dive into here. But that's uh, right. Yeah. It also had a whole lot of like, meh,
0: yeah. There was a good yeah. bit of meh. So, but, but before we get there, before we get into all of our spoilers, uh, just so you know, there will be spoilers here. I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, to this particular pod, you have at least watched uh, this episode. We would encourage that you guys do that. Also, before we jump in, please follow us on Twitter, at Royal Pod and also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. Um, and thank you for tuning in. So... That being said, let's go ahead and jump in. So what were uh, what were just some of your guys' overall highlights or just takeaways? We'll go a little chronological here shortly. Uh, but just overall, what you think of the episode?
1: Uh, yeah, I felt like it was a classic, like, bridge episode. Um, it was not necessarily to, um, you know, anything super great happening in this episode. But it did tie up a couple of things. And it, it, it built for the future. Um, so, you know... It, it was an episode that is necessary, but, you know, isn't going to be an episode that you're going to think back and be like, oh, that was a mind-blowing episode.
2: Yeah, the real thing that really stood out to me was uh, Mac and everything that went on with him in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like we could probably do this whole entire pod and just talk about what went on with Mac and uh, be done with it. But there's a, there's some other things that do happen. Uh, minor. Uh, some things didn't play out like we thought they would uh, concerning certain side characters. But yeah. Um,
0: it, the ending of it with Mac is just—it uh, was pretty, pretty jarring. So yeah, there was some of it was hard to watch at the end, in like yeah. an emotional way. Not yeah. like it was bad; it's actually pretty good. But it was just—it was just so sad. Um, yeah, let's just start from the top. So the episode actually opens, It opens up with Sybil, who is the predictor. And I, again, do we? St- I still don't have a name for this. This Chronicom who was like the ringleader. I think
2: he goes by his like uh, police officer face that he got stole. It was yeah. Like uh, commi- like Captain George or something like that. <laughs>
0: okay, let's go with Captain George. But, uh,
2: I also want to say I also want to say like the title card was probably the most disappointing one so oh, far. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, but,
0: I didn't even write anything down about that. You yeah. know why though? I mean it's all about the context of what happens. So right. it's like yes that one happened right after we get this scene with Sybil and this Chronicom. Yeah. so it's yeah, like so, future so of course looking, it looks all digital yeah. and,
1: well i um, yeah it was it was really just playing on the whole like get, devolve, dissolving into what she was doing so yeah. i understand that part of it but i it, yeah, it was like okay
0: I th- and I think we're so because this season has been just home run, home run after home run after home run after home run, and then you get the the next guy up there and he hits like a single, and it's like okay, yeah. like, that's cool. I'm yeah. glad. So you we're hit a spoiled. Single. That's what you're saying? We're spoiled. Yeah, we are. I mean, with the, with those title cards, we have been yeah. very spoiled. So so yeah, they're having a conversation, and even from this conversation, I was like, what's really going on? Like you know the the, the head, um, chronicom, like in in. You know that's on the ground. He's kind of upset because Insight's been destroyed and Malik's been killed, and he's yeah he's kind of panicking. Yeah. He's actually panicking, questioning the predictor. Yeah, and he's yeah. questioning moves. he's yeah. questioning Sybil, and Sybil's just like, "We have them right where we want them." And like just classic, like okay. Then he says, "I'm gonna go wake the hunters." And and what's so funny is he, go back and listen to this. He says, "I'm gonna go. We're gonna go awake the hunters." One by one. It's just like, what? (laughs) Why not all of them at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: What came to mind with me in that was the classic um, fight scene logic uh, in movies where there is, if you are the good guy, it is impossible for the villains to come at you uh, more than one at a time. Like, they'll be surrounding you, and they only come at you, like, one guy comes at you, you punch him in the face, right. yeah. he falls down. Then the next guy comes at you, and you punch him in the face. As opposed
0: to seven of them jumping in yes, at one time. Yes, like, like how you would you.
1: think you would do it if you really wanted to take down the enemy that you're, the person you're going after. But that's just, that's what that reminded me of, yeah. was that, like, that that idiotic, uh... Ideal in movies where you see these fight scenes.
0: Well, no, that's true, because I've always kind of viewed the Chronicoms as, like, overpowered. Yeah. And now it's like... They're, yeah, they're, they're slapped not, around. They're slapped yeah, around Yeah, they're getting so kind of slapped around. Yeah, and I know we're going to... Here, let's just get into this, Justin. I know we're going to get into, um, you know, predictions later some more, but don't you have some thoughts on, like, whether or not the Chronicoms are even, like, a main threat anymore?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking... Uh, I feel like the Chronicom arc may be ended or wrapped up in this next episode yeah. and the launching of the the second arc um potentially uh i don't know maybe continuing with wilfred malik maybe that's not the last we've seen of him in the last episode uh, yeah. six and he maybe has found a way to, to cheat death and maybe he's the overall arching villain in this yeah. in this series but like i said that's just speculation right now sure um but, Sorry, I, mean, we'll I got see. ahead of myself.
0: I got ahead of myself. Yeah. We'll we'll stick with chronological here. So basically, um, Mac. So actually, if we if we remember from the last episode, Yo Yo and Deek, they actually go eliminate. <laughs> Deek is the one who kills Malik, and then they just kind of show back up um, to the Zephyr, and um, basically director Mac is not happy no, <laughs> that not Deke all. killed Malik. Yeah. And I think also he's just like you know, he's super emotional right now because his parents are captives. Yes. You know? Um, so he's just nervous. Um but basically uh Deke gets sent in a timeout <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh even though they're going into the lighthouse, he actually makes a good point. He's like, I know the lighthouse better than anyone. It's a very good point. Very yeah. good point. Um, but Deke is forced to stay back on Zephyr, on um, Zephyr 1. And something happened, I, and I watched this a second time, and I caught it this time. You mentioned it the night we watched it, Justin, but there's a line that uh, Mac mentions when they're talking about Susa and Daisy still missing. He says something along the lines of that they lost their strongest fighter. Yeah. And you can just see when he says that, Yo-yo, you could see Yo-yo's face. Just looks severely disappointed. Yeah, a lot, of, a big identity crisis. Like
2: here. she, she let the t- she's letting the team down, right? Yeah. And it's starting, right. to, yeah, starting to, see I that. I mean, for yeah. the
1: last couple of seasons, yes, I think most people have thought Daisy was still the strongest fighter, but there was definitely a a component of Yo-yo is not far behind. Like no. you, you will not make that statement. That emphatically when yeah uh, in the previous season, and in her
0: mind, she's like, "Yes, oh, I'm an inhuman too, and i'm I'm good to go, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and her po- her power is great, like yeah the, the, the super speed. convenient yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> usually, oh yeah, for sure, for usually, sure. <laughs> so while we're talking about Daisy, let's talk about one of these um side hustle side stories, all yeah. right? yeah, oh yeah, um again, for a few episodes at the beginning of the season, we were like, What is going on with May, and we're just like. Man, this is. I'm kind of tired of this whole May side storyline. Now, it has come kind of full circle, and it's actually quite useful, which we'll talk yes. about in a little bit. But let's talk about Daisy. She's been abducted by Nathaniel Whitehall. No, Nathaniel Malick. Yeah, that's right. I said Whitehall, didn't I? Excuse me. Nathaniel Malick, who does contact Whitehall. Whitehall yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's just, I mean, it just felt disappointing, you know? I don't know what you guys yeah. thought. Yeah, um, that, yeah. Uh,
2: so Nathaniel, uh, he he does the experimentation on yep. on Daisy to get the powers translated in, into him, right? And uh, obviously he didn't get he didn't read the user guide. No, uh, <laughs> no not at all. Um, but before we see his before we see his demise because he doesn't know how to control the powers, you see uh, the predictor answering Coulson's questions. Yes. And, yes. Uh, what are the what are the odds he succeeds? And she says 22. 22%. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the building
0: collapses on him. And, then <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he said, what are the chances Daisy survives? And she said 86%. Yeah. And Coulson said, that's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was actually one of the more charming parts of the uh, episode. But let's let's talk about Nathaniel. What did you guys okay. think of just kind of that whole side storyline that was waste going on? Waste of my time.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a waste of time. But I did particularly like one line that he ta- that he used. He's like... Yeah, I don't follow them uh the worship of that space octopus. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Like uh, that was a very good line. I did re- enjoy that quite you a bit. You could tell he
0: was kind of like he dis- he did not like Hydra. Yeah. No. Right. Even though like he said like that's the family business. He was supposed he never- to be next up. He was supposed yeah, to be next up. Like he didn't like Hydra.
2: But what was the point? There was no point in him. There was no point in but his I abduction think- of Daisy. I
0: think the point was to get Daisy not involved at the lighthouse. Okay, well. Yeah. To write how, her out, how does that?
1: I think I think it was also it just to build a relationship with Sousa, or it was her and Sousa. He had to, he, yeah, he had to build a connection with somebody on the team, um, to in stay the sense, on, to stay on the team, right? Yeah, to yeah. stay on the team because otherwise he's Cause just about to this leave. outside character. He doesn't really have a place on the team. He needed to build a relationship with someone on the team, um, and they kind of been pairing them up a little bit um, throughout. Uh, the the last couple episodes. Okay, so
2: this is the final season of Agent of Shield. We don't have time for <laughs> these little side hustles to be going on. We yeah. need to focus on the story so we can wrap up a, a great a great series and send them off on top because this is just a waste of time following these little stupid trails. Okay, I know. so we need to
0: <laughs> we need to stick to the storyline. So we're th- we're twelve and a half minutes in, <laughs> or like we're like twelve minutes in roughly, and we just sound so negative. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Dude, you know what we sound like? We were we were off the pod earlier. We were criticizing Star Wars fans for being just so anal about things. Yeah. That's what we sound like right now. Gosh, man.
1: Although I did – the one part I did also enjoy about that as well on top of the Space Octopus line was the Assassin's Creed hidden blade that oh, she had. Dude.
0: <laughs> dude, that looked
1: awful. Yes, that's yeah, it was inf- real bad. Infection
0: right there, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But
1: it was really cool. Like it was uh, the first thing I thought of was Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> That's like... great.
0: So, yeah, I will say the one thing I did kind of like about Nathaniel and I think I would have liked it if he was around more. The thing is we've seen him for an episode and a half. Yeah. yeah. You know, um he kind of had this sinister like fanboy of like Daisy and Sousa. Yeah. Kind of like idea, like like he reminded me of. Um, you think he's Buddy from Incredibles? Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's he's kind of like he loves them. He's like oh, I'm going to be like them, but I'm going to kill yep. them to get there. You know. Um, and again, if it was a bigger storyline, and you know he's a he's a family member of a big storyline family. Yeah. You know. So, but it did just it, it very much felt like they just had to have something else happening. In their mind, otherwise everything was happening at, you know, the lighthouse. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean
1: there was definitely some disappointing parts about the episode. I mean he's
0: like my bones are cracking and then yeah. the, the ceiling then falls in done. on him. But Sousa and Daisy are fine to just walk out of there. Yeah. yeah. Wa- uh, first
2: off, Mr. Gimp Dude. leg over here, Dude. and Daisy.
0: And then they just show up on the Zephyr at the end yeah, of the No episode. explanation
2: how they got <laughs> there. but they yeah. were like, motorcycle, car, I don't know. Yeah. But it was a side hustle. Now they're rejoined. Now we can yeah. focus on the main storyline. Yeah. which
1: Except we're not going to, but okay. Well, we'll, we'll, um,
0: g- <laughs> well but that's okay because yeah, what we're going to yeah, get is we'll amazing, get, yeah. which we will get to the uh, looking forward to next week at the end of this episode here at the end of this pod. Uh, I mentioned May earlier, and I, you know, so we are – Which I actually –
2: this is one of the things I loved about the episode, yeah. even though her B plot line earlier I was, mad, on, at, yeah, I was yeah. mad at, like what you mentioned earlier. Well, because earlier. now it's coming full yeah. circle. Yeah, it's been very and, helpful. Yes.
1: Uh, especially for the, Dude. it is it was very appropriate for the villains that they are fi- facing. Yeah. So
2: the chronicons are adapting, and yes. they learn this because of May and the powers that she has. Because she, she can sense. No,
0: because of Coulson, I thought.
2: Well, no, well, but May's uh, these people they seem normal. Coulson's like, oh yeah, yeah no, they seem fine. They're like, right, they're acting fine. But May's like, no, I'm telling you, they, they're acting. Uh, yeah, they're acting like, and then this is where Coulson realizes that they're adapting and uh it was thanks to may and you being able to feel and
0: right. understand yeah. so yeah so basically may and colson they are they're they're locked up in you know a interrogation room essentially And they're talking to uh, General Stoner, but then one of his assistants comes in and you know interacts with them. Actually, puts their hands down and puts her hands on their shoulders, and that's when May, you know, again, it's convenient. It's really convenient. She's able to pick up on people's emotions right now. She's a heavy empath right now, Um, and she does this twice in the episode. Did she have to put her hands on their shoulder? (laughs) No, I guess not. And 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 May's able to pick up on. Like what people are feeling, even if she's not touching them too, yeah. that they've alluded to that, but but I think she gets really
1: strong. Oh, if, yeah. she, if there's physical contact, so much stronger. Yeah, and I think it was, I, I think it was an interesting little uh, idea that they had. Her well, the the agent coming in, and kind of overreact to it, and it was kind of in a way of showing that the Chronicoms are still They're trying, like. like they, not only they're trying to show that they're human to like fool the humans, but they also don't 100% get emotion yet. So, so they're like yeah. overplaying their hand a little bit. Uh, so it is interesting to see like that kind of little stuff play yeah,
0: out. Yeah, because even Stoner says, "Let's keep this professional here." Yes, yeah. Because so, so she's yeah. like, "I hope you enjoy prison." <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, and then later when uh, they are on the on, they're not on the, the Zephyr yet, but basically they're flying back. And May, uh, when she is flying, Mac's dad, like, puts his hand on her shoulder again, and she realizes that he's also a Chronicom. So it's it's just, it's just yeah. yeah, which we'll get to that particular scene here in a second. But it's just also, you know, speaking on May, it's just like she is the MVP right now. I mean, who is more valuable on the team right now? She's
1: kind of back to normal in that sense. Yeah,
0: like. she's actually found her place quite well. Yeah. She's yes. reintegrated. So next up is Yo-Yo yeah hopefully because well that was the whole thing you know episodes like two and three it was like Yo-Yo and May are just like not the same they need to find their groove back yeah yeah yeah. uh,
1: yeah, I will say like Yo-Yo unfortunately I feel like she's such a such a moody character in my mind um I and like I, I would love to see this girl resolved so that she can get a yeah. little bit more even-keeled although she's always kind of been that very emotional impulsive character mm-hmm. which i guess that's partially because they wanted to build her up as a um as a uh, as a balance to uh to max character because Mac is generally very even-keeled and very um and- Severin and- Deke
0: kills malik Yes. Yeah. Or when Deke um, does anything. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. But, but she's supposed to be like the uh, the foil to him in a lot of ways. And sure. I think that's why they put them in there as a relationship is to like show like this balance of people in general.
0: Yeah. So let's transition here and talk about Mac. So, you know, they, they go into the lighthouse to save his parents. So him and Yo-Yo team up to go save his parents and – I thought it was actually pretty touching. The first thing he does when he when he walks in, in their oh, cell yeah. room and he is hugs just hugs his mom. mom. Yeah, and They're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> the dad is like, Yo, what are you doing? What what is this? He's yeah. like, uh, sorry. And that the whole sequence there was just so funny. Yeah. It just reminds you it reminded me of like in in Endgame when Tony is talking to his dad yeah. and he so desperately wants to tell his dad who he is. And right. He's yeah. He's like, This is my girlfriend and she's like, uh, I don't think they care to know that. Yeah, that's not that. relevant to the situation. Yeah, that's not yeah. relevant. Yeah. And she says, um, agent Mac or no director Mac. L'amore. Lamore. yes, <laughs> uh, hilarious, oh, dude. That was great. That yeah, was...
1: I-, I loved everything they did with Mac in this episode. Um, uh, with his interaction with his parents, I felt like it was such a good, um, just a you know a, a good emotional yeah. uh, setup. And I-, I loved how they they showed these little things, these father son moments. Uh, that, that they showed, um, yeah, when they were working it, on the door. Yeah. Right. It was almost like an old school, like, you know, if you saw them out back playing catch or something like that, right. it was a, or, or you can definitely tell because I think we've forgotten a lot about Max original character and the sense of like how much he was into machines and how much he was into, uh, being the mechanic and things like that. Um, as he started out and yeah cuz he's come so far. Yes, cuz so. he's come so far as a character um and he's become so much more important than just, you know, fixing a a vehicle here and there. And I, I, that was a nice nod to how he started out. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously making the connection between that it was his father he would do these things with when he was growing up. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. felt like that was a really cool life. It was cool. E- or, or even going back to like the whole idea of, you know, oh, you know, a father and son buy an old beat up, uh, jalopy. And then they, um, they build, they, uh, fix the car up themselves, you know, as they're like a jalopy. Yes. <laughs> it's an old timey term for like a crummy car. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, anyway, he's but- an old
2: soul. He's an old soul. Yeah. S- yes. Uh, but, this is one of the the better like uh, in TV shows the uh, pull the rug from under you uh, with Max yes. parents. This is this is one of the better executed ones because I didn't I didn't see that coming.
0: Nope, I didn't either, man. I thought they were free at last. I I, I thought they escaped. Yep, they eliminated all the Chronicom threats. I thought they were good to go. And then when, when yeah. May's
2: face, when they when
0: they Dude, touch her it, shoulder. And it was – for me, yeah. it was actually right before her face. When he touched her shoulder, I was like, oh, no. And then I saw her face. Yeah. I, I knew it. Right when he made physical contact, I was like, it, it I know what they're doing. It did seem a
1: bit unnecessary. I will agree with you. It almost seemed like – it was one of those, like, oh, uh, moments. And it's similar to when um, – you know, the the agent was overacting a little bit when they were in the interrogation room. But it, it was just – it was definitely one of those it, – it just seemed a hair off, you know, when right before you're about to see something go off the rails.
0: Yeah. So so he he, t- he touches her shoulder and she – you could just see it in her face. She realizes, oh, no, he's a Chronicom. And And, yeah, and then it's just like you could just tell Mac is – Mac is not wanting to hear this. Nope. But, but he goes along with it. He knows he has to, and he's so reluctant, but he yeah. says, please let May see your arm, you know, because he heard his arm working on the hydraulics on the door. To escape, yeah. get to the Quinjet. That's yeah. right, to get to the Quinjet. Which, so, the reason
2: why they're getting to the Quinjet, we, I think we kind of just overlooked this, but uh, Coulson, uh, he detonates and blows up. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: So, theoretically, Dying is are these the power. last two hunters? last two Chronicoms, because the main guy, we see him get blasted by General Stoner in the hallway. Right. Yes. And we imagine he's dead from that. I mean, when we've seen other Chronicoms hit with that exact gun, they die. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's dead. Now, he conveniently might still be alive. I have no idea. He might have but plot armor. That's what, And that's, this gets into what you were saying, where it's like, maybe it's wrapped up. Like, maybe the whole storyline, like, Sybil isn't dead, but... Maybe all these Hunters, maybe all these Chronicoms are, I don't know, man. Yeah, they're gone. Maybe. But if they're gone, what's the point of traveling through space anymore? That's why I don't feel like they're gone yet. Like yeah. 'cause Because there's, you know, and then everything, you get into all the stuff with Fitz, and, and we haven't even talked about all the stuff that Gemma said, which I do want to focus on that in a second. Yeah, but, we can. Yeah, that's but yeah, so let's talk about that. So Coulson, he is down there under the lighthouse, and he detonates the... All the bombs he has, and he pretty yeah. much eliminates all of the hunters. It, it looks like <laughs> it looks like that way. You would you would think, um, yeah. So he's the one who kind of uh, saves the day. I mean, he sacrificial lamb here. Yeah, right? and it was
2: when we were watching it together. It was very anti climactic. Oh, and what? Yeah, we're like,
0: wait, what? No, Just- so yeah, press the button, flames go up, commercial. Yeah, it's like there was no yeah. build up,
1: which also kind of lends to the idea of. You know, he's easy. not dead. I mean, he's yeah. not, yeah. Well, he yeah, was, he's not. I mean, yeah.
0: you get that. Because even May was like, um, or one of, someone asked oh, yeah. May, is May he dead? Like, yeah. And she's like, he, he, you know, he, she says something like, We'll see him later or something like that. He'll, He'd be, never, he'll be back. He'll yeah. be back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what,
1: which I believe, probably what will just happen is they have another, like, Husk of a LMD that they're just going to re-upload him in, and he'll be he'll be cool again. It's kind of what I think. That's is It's a happen. terrible
2: mindset to have as for for May, who's mourned him multiple times.
0: Yes. to expect him yeah. to be back. Yeah, now. what they
1: kind of brought back in, in in that idea, I don't know. Maybe that's what she's going to have to deal with through the rest of the season. Is that yeah, he's actually gone?
0: He actually is gone. Although in the in the preview, well, we'll save it for the end, just in case our listeners don't want to hear stuff about next week. But. um yeah, so, so Coulson essentially sacrifices himself, and that takes the lighthouse out of lockdown. And, um, yeah,
2: so they're able to get on the Quinjet. They're and able to then, get on the Quinjet and then and we continued where uh, he hurt his arm—Mac's uh, dad hurt his arm, and then they asked to see it. And yeah. it's revealed that he's a, a— He's a Chronicom. Chronicom. And yeah. they start a fight on the Quinjet, which is pretty cool. Really, really that was good, cool. Really yeah. good fight scene. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, a really cool fight three scene. Three on two. Yeah.
1: And then all uh, oh, him having— Especially with, he, with his mother. His mom? Yes. Jeez. Oh, yeah.
0: So the back, yeah. what do you call that? The, Just like the ramp on the back of a... Yeah, there's the, the
2: hat, yeah. back hatcher. The back hatch, door. whatever. It's open. open.
0: And Mac is holding on, but he grabs his mom by the... Well, the Chronicon robot. Chronicon mom, mom. His yeah. Chronicon mom by yeah. the face. And she even says... What does she say? Um, Some, like Alfie. She yeah. calls him Alfie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! And then he just lets go, and, and you can goes, just see his face, and he's crying, like he's just tormented. Yeah. yeah, and very torturous. Yeah. Well, yes. like when when the first when his dad, the Chronicom dad, grabs him, he's like, "What did you do with my parents? They've been gone for, for a, a while. while." Yeah. And then later he says, yep. "We harvested their skins or something." Just, yeah. gosh, so his, man. His parents are dead. Like, yeah. In this. In this past timeline, his parents are dead. So what does that mean? Now, again, a lot of things have been mixed up. Like, a, there's a lot of waves from, you know, all the time travel. So, again, it probably means that they're going to have to go back and fix certain things. Potentially. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I do but, have
1: some ideas with some of that stuff. But, yeah. Um, I think one of the, you know, going on to some other stuff, I think some interesting stuff was wrapped up in this episode. Uh, like, for example, uh, the idea of where the hunter ship is. Uh, I thought that was a really important, you know, um, I thought that was a really important um, part of it. Uh, an interesting idea of if they are going to stick around, is it always going to be in that same place because it's underground? Or is it going to be just underground wherever? Or can they move it wherever they want?
0: Yeah. How long do you think the hunt, the hunter ship, the Chronicom ship was there?
1: I mean, I think there's a possibility that it had been there literally the whole time. Huh. It, it never moved. Like, I have a feeling it's not even really technically. No, like maybe ship. it was like buried, like uh, like the ship almost in Man of Steel, where it just
0: been there for well, like the, the century. The, the ladder was like, how long has that ladder been oh, yeah. there? You know, like into the ground. Yeah, look like in Pokemon. You know, the ladders when you're yeah. playing and you go down.
2: Yeah.
1: I think there's a d- distinct possibility that the lighthouse was built on top of that um,
2: ship. Purposely. Yeah, it seemed that way uh, through the construction.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So definitely with that, and then, you know, with the whole the the Gemma and
0: Fitz situation. Slow go. down. Slow down. Alright, here we go. So let's talk about Deke for a second. Okay. So Deke walks in uh, so Deke is in his punishment from director Mackenzie. He's on he's on the Zephyr. Yes. And he walks in on uh Gemma and Enoch. Basically Enoch is doing in Zeke's mind, or excuse me, in Deke's mind, it's like some torturous stuff. He doesn't know. Yeah, right? like
2: he he called him a traitor.
0: Yeah, he called him a traitor. So, so basically, what 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 Enoch is actually doing is like fixing her memory drive. Memory drive that is yeah. implanted you know, implanted in in the back of her neck. Okay, I think now, it's also
1: an impediment as well. It's like it's both a memory and an an impediment in, device. An in, 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 in inhibitor. inhibitor. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's suppressing her memories. Yeah, actually I have some quotes which we, we can read here, but basically uh Deke knocks out um Enoch because he thinks he's like hurting his nana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I,
1: like I feel like that was such a like a hilarious like idea of the sense of the little kid trying to protect his grandmother. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that. That that's the type of reaction he had to it was was
0: really like like that idea. Yeah, it was. And and right when it happened, I mean, I was sitting next to you, Justin. I'm like, Deke, what are you doing? Oh yeah, I know. No, <laughs> but you know, in his mind, he was saving the day, and he's he's going to her like so happy. I just saved you, Nan. Are you okay? And she's like. Deke, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do, man? (laughs) So let's talk a a little bit about um, some of Gemma's quotes. So as Deke is trying to get answers, Gemma is talking about how she says, you have no idea how hard it was to track the Chronicoms through space, or excuse me, through time. But Fitz and I found a place where all of their, talking about the Chronicoms, all of their moves can be observed. Okay, that's really interesting. Yes. And to guide us, Fitz stayed there. He is completely exposed and they will kill him if they find him. So no one can know his location. Then she says, I designed a biological implant to suppress my memories and I named her Diana. She says she's adorable and we're inseparable. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But just, just getting back to what she said about fits. Okay. Every week I want to see fits on the on the screen and every week on this podcast i feel like i'm getting i say more and more it's it's going to happen next week i mean how confident was i you were, like, when i was 100% over here confident yeah. that it and, was going to
2: happen this episode
0: and and i'm not so confident knowing what i think is coming in this next episode um that he's going to be in the next one but um i just want to know where the heck Fitz is going to be you know yeah where I mean, is
2: he that he can observe everything what does that, and that he's so exposed again
0: i still think the tva the time variance authority mm-hmm. right i think because there's there's footage or there's uh I'm, set photos from the loki from loki in uh, the filming of the loki series where he is wearing like tva stuff right so i think like it exists and that would be it just makes sense like that would be the kind of place you could yeah you know or some really cooler much cooler theories of like is he like with Nick Fury at S.W.O.R.D., you know somewhere in space you know yeah. what i'm saying
2: that'd be that'd be awesome yeah, anyways lots of you, theories to go there yeah.
1: he's with the scrolls
2: yeah yeah maybe i so. mean who who knows at this point i mean Fitz, maybe he doesn't even exist anymore i don't know whatever
0: well, yeah i mean and that's another one that he has just been written out of the show because he didn't come back for season 7 like the yeah. actor which yeah. Man, would not be cool. It wouldn't be cool. I mean, I get it. You know, you, you know, one after, more season, dude. One more season. I know Come it's, on, even, it's not even a long yeah. season either. It's just, you know, 13 episodes. I thought
1: she's not that bad at all.
0: But I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I feel like that's the most details we've gotten from Gemma. Like, she was really in episode one, she kind of alluded to everything she just said there, but was way more discreet to yeah. Mac, mm-hmm. right? So, but this is her grandson. She's going to be, <laughs> she's going to give him a little bit more information. Yeah. Um, and you can even tell later on um, that she uh, she's like telling Deek like nobody can know this like right. you're yeah. even in danger I don't but, I don't understand why no one else could know that though I pff, got me man I
1: I just have a feeling that it's about if someone knows then someone can get at them and know where Fitz is. Is really what it comes down to. Or know that there is a way to get. Know where Fitz is.
0: Sure. Like like maybe Mac is like. We're going to save him. And she's like doesn't want that to even happen well
1: even if it's something were to happen where deke is like oh there's an implant in her neck and that that inhibits this well they take it out and then they can get into her mind and know where fitz is yeah you know something is like that
2: hey how about Gemma making deke apologize to enoch oh dude yeah
0: <laughs> so so deke apologizes she's like i'm here he says i'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna butcher the lines but he says i'm sorry i you know knocked you out or whatever and Gemma, while she's getting her in- inhibitor fix or updated. She's like, and? <laughs> she just, just sounds like a grandma, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and you're a valuable member to this family. Yeah. Not team. Not family. team. Yes. Not that was, team. That was a nice family. little touching how moment. Was, how yeah. touching was that? And you could yeah. just see Enoch with his face. He's like, something along. I wish i typed this one down. I I have some Enoch quotes because there wasn't a lot from this episode, but I, I didn't get to type this one up. But he says, that is... The most uh honoring yeah honoring compliment one can be paid yes he says, apology accepted yeah, that was <laughs> a
1: really cool one. I kind of wanted to hear like Enoch say something like, well, as the best friend of yeah. leopold it, it, if <laughs> you being the grandson of my best friend leopold fitz i must <laughs> uh, I must accept your apology, yeah, <laughs> like, something like that would have been yeah really funny. like passive aggressive yes.
0: So speaking of Enoch, there there was no savage lines this week, but there was one funny moment a little earlier um, when they are all panicking. Well, it's Enoch, um, Gemma, and Deke on the Zephyr One, and the the shield or something is messing up with the uh, the plane. And basically, yes. uh, he says, Enoch says, when the drive jumps, it takes the Zephyr with it due to a network of cables that encompass the ship. Gemma says it carries the current from the drive to the shielding around the zephyr and then enoch then says without them shielding uh, with excuse me without the shielding intact only parts of the ship would jump o- jump away and what remains would be pulverized like a zendarian snail in a liquefactor and then, and then Deke says, "Why do you sound so calm about that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, no no savage lines from Enoch in this episode, but that was one you know funny line. I remember that uh, had to type that one out.
1: And I believe that's a callback to I think Xandarian snail. Yeah, I believe that's. I think those were the snails that they were dealing with when in he season with five. Fitz, yeah, uh, when he was well, with Fitz on the um, uh, on the ship when they were like,
0: oh put- like they had to kept capture Xandarian snails.
1: Yeah, I believe yeah. that they, they were talking about. Oh, like, they were trafficking. They
2: were
0: yes, trafficking. They were yes, trafficking. Yes. Yeah, I think right. those
1: were Zandarian that's snails. That's right. You're well, there right. There
0: you go. That's right. And and I think I remember in season five when Fitz showed up um, and they had like some formal meal for all the people that were there to see Daisy. Yeah. There to see Quake. Yeah. Um, I and think, that's what they ate. Yeah, Zandarian snail. That's right. I believe so. Yes. But, um okay. We are. We should probably wrap up soon. Let's talk a little bit about some speculation for what we think is going to come, specifically in this next episode. So, Justin, do you have the totally awesome name of the episode um, memorized yet? It's it's really cool. It's the Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D. Mac and the D. Okay. Um, so that is next week, and um, let's talk about right at the end of the episode. Right. We see Mac... Drive away on a on a bike. Yeah, he just needs to get away. he clear yeah. uh, his mind. Threw his parents off
2: the the ship, quote unquote parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And uh, he just needs to clear his head. So he does that. We go to commercial break. We come back and you see Deke running out there to like get him. But while he's running out there, he's holding a walkie talkie. And you hear Gemma saying, "We're we're leaving." The, the yeah. Zephyr's about to jump. Which I want to point out, we were watching this together. And yeah.
2: after the commercial or before the commercial break, I was like, "Dude, they're going to get left behind. They're going to for get, sure." Yeah, yeah. Especially since we already knew the name of the next episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've. Yes, we did, but it was still pretty cool. You did a yes. great job. <laughs> um, so Zep, the Zephyr disappears, and it's just the two of them, and then stuck. The, and then in the preview for next week's episode, um, you some just time see. It, some time has passed. Yes. Like Mac has a sick beard, dude. Yes, he does. Dude. Max Beard is, is awesome. Epic. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this. I feel like this next episode is going to be one of the best episodes of the whole series. Ooh, man, that used to be saying really interesting. something too
2: because Dude. You, you know how high I was on the episode four. Yeah. So.
0: Well, but it's like th- one of the best episodes in season five, I believe, was I think it was called Fear and Loathing on the planet Kitson. And it was yeah. just the cra- it was the crazy episode where Gemma and daisy I believe it 's on the one where they got crazy drunk, oh, oh yeah, 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 when they got yeah, yeah, just like all these wild things happening in an episode. And I remember like watching it like, what is going on, yeah, and that I, was pretty awesome I yeah. think that 's going to happen in this next one too, aside yeah. from that i don 't have any like specific theories or predictions about the actual episode. I have no idea what 's going to be going on. If it's just going to be a filler episode or if it's just going to – is it just going to be them or are they going to have other things going on with the rest of the team? What do you guys think I of feel next like, week?
2: I feel like it is going to be a filler episode, but I feel like it's going to be a uh, a good filler episode. Yeah. I think it's just all-out fun. Yeah. yeah. It might be a good segue uh, to the next arc maybe. Yeah. Uh I- I, got
1: I think two things are going to happen this episode that okay. are going to be relatively big. Here we go. Um, number one will be, um, I feel like uh, through this time, um, Deke and Mac are going to have to really like come to an agreement. Mac has been really on top of Deke. Dude, he's been hard I, I, on him. I think it, it, him being hard on him is very important, uh, which kind of leads into the second part. I have a small feeling... This might be Max's last episode. I have what? a feeling he may stay behind and raise himself.
0: What? What? Like hmm. I think
1: I, I think he feels the idea the there's a possibility that the importance of him and his brother growing up with parents is so important that he may stay behind to raise his parents. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, to raise <laughs> his yeah. himself and his younger brother now that his parents are gone, so I think that's a possibility, and I think it'll kind of like wrap around that all this time that what Mac was bringing up will lead to Deke having to take on a lot of extra responsibility. Okay, so see,
2: if- I can, I can, I think I can squash that. Oh, so yep. wow, okay. yeah, okay. So you said he, you feel like he has the responsibility to raise himself. Okay, so in the in the trailer, we obviously see time has passed. He has a beard. Yes. So like he, just or is looked, it a fake beard? No. No. No way. Okay. Not Mac. Okay. Anyway, so time has passed, right? So if he had that mentality, why would he not just go immediately and raise himself because now there's years that have gone by. It looks like that he's not being raised at all. So, uh I, or he's I, not raising himself or quote unquote whatever you said. I, I think um, he'll
0: come to that con- to to that conclusion by the end of this episode. The damage is already done. Man, so here's the thing. I don't think that'll happen, but just a shout-out to you. This is why I love doing a podcast with you. You, Your mind, he thinks of things. Shimano, you think of things that I, I don't even – I would have never thought of that. No. no not at you all. need to start doing some screenwriting or something, man. You know, some ghostwriting for Maybe. some – You know what I'm saying? He's, he already wrote season eight, so it's okay. <laughs> That's, that would be fascinating, and and that would just be so interesting if – Deke like goes back with the team, and Mac's not there. Imagine Yo-Yo.
2: I just can't see that, man. Yeah. I can't see it. But I hope uh, not. if it
0: plays out, then I'll I'll definitely I'll give buy you a, a beer pat on the back. I'll buy yeah. you a beer <laughs> if that happens. I will buy you a beer. Um, yeah, I really don't know where we're going. It just looks like
2: it's going to be a wild episode next yes. week. Yeah, for so, sure, for sure. And,
0: and again, because it it sounded like. In the episode preview, Colson, who was on a screen, so again, what is oh, that about? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what I did want to mention earlier. So, and I just mentioned it now. If you're listening here and you're disappointed, I said that I should have given you a heads up. But yeah, in the preview, he's like on a screen, and he's I don't what was so. That? What, so, what
2: if his consciousness is still ex- exists? He just pulls a
0: Zemo or something? Because he's or, excuse he's, me,
2: um, Zola. <laughs> <'cause he's, laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's on he's on the lighthouse screen, right? That's what it looked like. It right? looked like, uh, yeah. yeah. So, Which, what if like he yeah. set everything off? He said he blew everything up, but then like he was able to transfer himself <sighs> into like some Ultron stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he cool. uh, he is Coltron. Well, he is Coltron.
0: Okay, yeah. we got it. So we got it, it now. Here we go.
2: So uh, that's what I could see. By the way, the
0: lighthouse just looks like a big frat party. Yes, it yes. Does. It, it looks like a Hot cocaine tub.
1: fueled eighties yeah. party. Yeah.
0: So yeah. what is again? What is? Where so, is General Stoner? You know, like yeah. what is going to happen? Because it's only. 82, that's only six years after what just happened in this episode.
2: So the next episode looks like it's going to be so wild that I feel, I mean, it's so wild that all three of us are actually going to get together, watch it together, and roll right into a podcast review. Segway,
0: So so to all of our faithful listeners, you have the opportunity to uh, actually get next week's review a little early. So we are, for the first time this season, going to be able to watch it all together, and for us here in the East Coast, it's going to end at 11 p.m. Yep, at about 11:05, 11:10, maybe even sooner than that. I might just have it, you know, teed up, ready to go. We're going to start the podcast and then hopefully release the podcast before midnight um, or around midnight on the night that it is uh, that w- that the episode seven comes out. So um, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and also uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google so that you can listen to next week's show. We're going to do it a lot, a lot quicker than normal because normally we record these reviews uh, two days after uh, the show comes out. So I'm excited about that. That was a good segue, Justin. Good work. Good hosting. I've I've clearly taught you well. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I learned from the best. All right. Any other theories or anything else you got to say before we get out of here? Let's end
2: these sub B plots and move forward with the story. <laughs> yeah, what? Stop is the wasting story? our time. Yeah, and finish the season out with a bang.
1: I mean, yeah, it will be definitely interesting to see. You know, this is definitely if they're going to get rid of the crown of Combs, this is mm-hmm. going to be the point where they're going to move on to something it's, else.
2: They've got to right. So or,
0: yeah. or or they doubled up, double down, right? Yeah,
2: or they double down. But I do feel like we haven't seen the last of Wilfred Malik. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you got to make. A, you, this is where you got to make the move,
1: one way or the other. Either they're going to be gone, or they're going to be through the rest of the season.
0: So, Also, I am excited. The 80s is like the one decade that we don't really know much about S.H.I.E.L.D. history. True. Yeah. So, like, maybe we're going to learn some cool things, you know? Yeah, yeah and I'm really, really excited really about that.
2: Before the season started, I always said I was looking forward to Deke in the 80s. Like this has yeah. gotta be gold. Yeah. This is, might be dude. Deep, just even see what he's wearing, ever. <laughs> even yes. see what he's wearing. Yes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening to the pod. Thank you, uh, Justin and Anthony, for joining me on this conversation. For my good friends here, this is T Roll signing off and saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next week, a little early, you peasants.